Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are in the chapter, A Vision for You, page 153, the second paragraph. Our hope is, reading through the end of that paragraph, havens for those who must, must find a way out. Readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Chris W., 12 Traditions, Anita L., and reading the text are Kathy S., Chris G., and Craig F. The newcomer greeter is Colleen M., and the host of the second hour is Roz G. The reference number for Sunday, September 10th, 7, or 8.30 special edition is 20,615. That's 20615. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Chris W. to read the 12 steps. Hi, here's the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over our food, that our lives had become unmanageable came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me um, serve. Thank you so much, Chris W. Okay, I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Have a great day. Thank you, Anita. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. No abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 153, the second paragraph. Our hope is that when this tip of the book, um, reading through that one paragraph, ending with find a way out. And I will ask Kathy S. to begin reading. Good morning. Thank you, Katie. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still other sick ones, and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. 
Man, little did they know, um, not only, you know, the impact uh, that it has had on AA, but on addictions of all kinds, even us in OA. And, of course, being a compulsive overeater, the first word that stands out to me is chip. Um, And when I think about that, chip being just like it's a small piece, whether that's a small piece of food or this single book and the impact that that has uh, you know, not only as a small piece of food, just one chocolate chip or one potato chip, the impact that that has on my disease. And, and it becomes like being sucked up into a riptide or a tidal wave of um, compulsive eating and binging and just hell on earth, basically. Um, as well as this chip of a book, this small, this piece of literature and you know, when when I finally seized upon it in, in my place of desperation and followed the suggestions with a sponsor, um, you know, the impact that recovery has had on my life is just as just as overwhelming, but in a good way. Um, just to see that how it has transformed relationships, my relationships, my outlook. Um, my beliefs, my health, all these things, and and then to have the opportunity and the desire to pass it on to still others without fear, um, which is something that has grown within me too. And and how how this affects you know in this fellowship alone, I've never. This is what attracted me to this meeting, just hearing so many people who were impacted and who have found recovery and then it just like any you know it just like the chip it has this this profound impact and and it keeps growing and um and it's just i don't know to see and i also feel i i also love the word haven as like i looked that up it's it's seen as like a, a refuge or a safe harbor and and that is what i experience here as well it's a safe safe place for those of us who must find a way out and and it is it is um i don't know <laughs> it's great it's so good and uh, and it keeps growing and i just i'm just so thankful and so now i'm just kind of spinning in words so with that i'm going to pass and uh, just thank you for the opportunity Thank you for getting us started, Kathy S. So we're on page 153, the second paragraph. Our hope is reading through that one paragraph only. And although we value your experience, we ask that you could limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to press star one and share this morning? This is Katie G. I'll share. Rivka I. Katie G. Rivka. Tanya D. Tanya D. Leah S. Leah S. Okay, well, let's Elise. go with this group. Okay, go ahead. Elise N. Elise N. Chris W. Chris W. 
One more. Okay, let's go with that lineup. Katie G, Rivka R, Tanya D, Leah F, Elise N, and Chris W. Go ahead, Katie. Star one, Katie. We can't hear you, Katie. Rivka R, you want to go, and we'll come back to Katie. Hi, Katie. It's Katie. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, there you are. Now we can hear you. I, yes. Sorry, I had to dial back in. Hang on one second. Okay, Rivka, we'll get back to you. Okay, Katie, sorry, we can't Katie, hear you. Can you hear me? Now we can. Katie, can you hear me? I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on, guys. Okay. May I go or did Rifka go or? <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to share and I'm going to assume you're going to interrupt me if I'm not supposed to. This is Katie G and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Boston. And I just, when I first read this paragraph, I was like, what? And then I got really excited. Thanks for the speaker. Um, the tip of a book makes me think of a microchip, and uh, sorry for the analogy, I know Bill probably didn't intend this, but I need an entire, you know, meltdown, an entire new hard drive, because my brain is where the problem is. And I'm so grateful for this book. Um, I'm so grateful that I have been able to seize upon it, but more significantly, that as a recovered woman today, um, I have to seize upon it. I have to follow its suggestions every single day, and it's and my favorite thing to say that this book babysits me, right? So it starts with when I retire at night. And it offers me three things, right? In step 11, it offers me inventory, prayer, and meditation. And it says when taken together, it offers me, and I don't, I don't remember the quote, but it's like this wholesale um, grounding um, of connection to God, right? So that when I retire at night, I clean up, I look at all the things all the ways in which I fell short and the things I need to do better, right? And then it says upon awakening, it gives me directions from the moment that I open my eyes. Let me think about the 24 hours ahead. And I have to get really specific. Like I literally have to go to my calendar and me and God check out what the schedule is for me, my little humans, my husband, what's going on, and ask God for direction, right? And then for the, my step 10, it, like it doesn't let me go throughout the day. Pause when agitated or doubtful. Turn, watch, be aware, help others, help others, help others, and then I'm back, right? At, we retire at night. And um and I love because I spent so many years of my life, not even just the 16 years in recovery, but of my life feeling like I have to help others, feeling like I have to be a therapist. I don't have a degree, feeling like I have to be a doctor. I am not an MD. I might be related to one, but I am not, right? But I want to help people. And I put on all these hats and, I, and I'm totally out of line. But this big book has the specific instructions so that if people come to me and they present me with things that are outside issues, guess what? I don't have to be smart anymore. I don't have to live to fix, manage, and control you. All I have to do is say, let's look in the book. What does the book say, right? And then I get the opportunity of seeing how women, especially that I work with who are, you know, dead inside because of exercise bulimia, because of the scale, because of being underweight, 
come alive. And this is a haven. I love that the speaker um, said that because we are a haven from the you know, wicked waves of the ocean. We are a safe place where we are all bonded, not on the problem, but on the common solution, with our, which are these 12 steps. And of course, this beautiful relationship with God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Okay, Rivka R., you're up, followed by Tanya D. Good morning, everyone. Um, Rivka R. recovered gratefully uh, in Baltimore. Um, thank you, Katie, for your service, and thank you for the lead share. I love that, that, yeah, my choice is either a chocolate chip or this chip of a book. <laughs> um, and, and I get really choked up when I think of this chip of a book that has changed and transformed the lives of millions of people, including mine, because it opens the channel to the true power that frees me from the shackles of this disease when I when I follow the suggestions laid out in its pages. And and this chip of a book where I, I can see myself so clearly splayed among the pages, like with such depth, and it puts the finger on, on the truth of what the real problem is and what the real solution is. That I mean, it's it's just it just blows my mind and and this this paragraph tells me three things that i need it says defeated drinkers will seize upon it for they must find a way out so i have to be defeated i have to seize upon it because i must find a way out i have no life otherwise and december 25th 2020 i i saw that quicksand extend all around me and i was completely defeated and i called a woman in iowa who agreed to sponsor me and I grabbed onto it and with the grace of God surrendered because I knew my life was over without it. So something struck me, you know, a little Hebrew lesson here. I'll, I'll let Harlan do the Yiddish and I'll, I'll do the Hebrew. But the word for trial or test and also temptation actually is nisayon. And the root of that word nisayon is nes, which means miracle. So embedded in this condition in this test, this challenge of my lifetime is the miracle. And the miracle of recovery is that I'm given a way out. And, and nace also means uplifted. So I'm left uplifted out of the insanity of being a slave to food, of distorted thinking, of relying on myself. Like, it's just, I have just tremendous, tremendous gratitude. I, I'm... I'm leaving in a few days to go to California to help one of my daughter's family for a month, so I'm not going to be able to be on this meeting live, but I'll have this chip of this life-saving book with me and my connection to reliance on God to carry me through, and thank you, everybody, for being there, um, and I pass. Thank you, Rifka R., and have a wonderful trip. Okay, Tanya D., you're up, followed by Leah S. Hi, this is Tanya D, recovered compulsive uh, overeater in Illinois. Uh, thank you for your service. And uh, yeah, what comes to mind when hearing this paragraph is just the efforts that the first 100 and Bill had to go through to get the fellowship going. Um, you know, they clearly had a vision and they believed, but if I remember correctly, the book initially did not sell well. Um, and I can see myself just saying, well, it must not be God's will. I must be, you know, I must be doing something wrong. Um, and they didn't give up. They uh, persevered, uh, you know, Bill persevered despite the fact that he failed 
with his first, you know, dozen alcoholics that he tried to carry the message to. And uh, and then it, it worked out. And again, it's just a good lesson for me in um, when thinking about what is God's will for me, because I will often think, well, God's will is supposed to be easy. If anything goes wrong, it must be that I that I misinterpreted things. And it's more complicated than that. You know, it's not always hard, but uh, it's not always easy. And uh, I'm so grateful that, you know, the alcoholics uh, that started this fellowship had faith to keep going in tough times. And I'm grateful that, uh, you know, all the other people that started and joined fellowship, uh, like the OA fellowship and so on later persevered because now we have this wonderful uh, structure and this wonderful program that people who are desperate can grab onto that is, you know, uh, much easier than having to, you know, find this book and, and find other people. Like it's so easy to find fellowship these days. And um, yeah, it, it's just a miracle. Um, and just want to express my gratitude to everybody who uh, perseveres and shows up and, and starts meetings and, you know, good reminder for me of what my part um, in all of it is, is to make sure that this fellowship is available, you know, to those who come after, partly because my life also depends on it. You know, I cannot stay um, abstinent and sane unless I carry the message. Thank you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Tanya. And um, Leah S., you're up, followed by Elise M. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. On page 163, the third, um, pa um, the last paragraph, I'm sorry, the third um, line of that paragraph and I use the word I, if my experience is a criterion, if my my trials, my triumphs, this this story about Bill, you know, all these crazy things that he did, and, and the stories in the back of the page, uh, I mean, after page 164, they are all true. They are all true, as is my topsy-turvy of my life true. And all these experiences have become, like, unbelievably changed for the better, for the better. And um, the miracles that have taken place, starting with the most fundamental miracle that happened, that I became abstinent which was the first thing that I became abstinent for one hour, for one day, for one year. For, oh, my goodness. That alone. So my experience in every situation, in every walk of life, there is the fourth step. There is all the way through the uh, 12 steps. And, and actually all the steps, all of them, I'm not even saying enough, but I can't really talk enough. It's 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 just a miracle. And with that I will pass. Thank you, Leah S. Okay, Elise Ann, you're up, followed by Chris W. And then we'll open it up for more shares on the second paragraph on page one fifty three. Our hope is. Go ahead, please, Elise N. Hi, this is Elise N. And I'll take the chip of a book over a chocolate chip. 
Um, and boy, did I usually take the chocolate chips. So um, yesterday was a big day. I have a birthday on Saturday. And um, my parents last night came back from vacation and my sister and brother-in-law were there and they took me out for dinner and I got my absinthe food. And I was very happy. I was very excited. Um, even though I could, and I could look across the table and I could see the sugary substance that they were eating. And and I could say that looks good. I'd like to have that, but it wasn't a craving because I'm I'm thank God not eating those kinds of foods. And um, I've gotten very inspired by this meeting um, and putting off my step four. And I'm hearing so many people saying that they're recovered, and so many people saying that you know, the steps is the way to go to have neutrality around the food, which is what I want. I don't want to be white knuckling it. So I've I've uh, thrown in the towel and I'm ready to work the fourth step. Um, and I think that's the key when you throw in the towel. But I want to thank everybody that gives service for this meeting and has, has this meeting every day and all you people out there that have shared and will share today, but also all the people out there that are shy and the people that are just listening and either are afraid to share or they're new, just work up your courage. And like me, I was a little bit afraid to share today. Um, like if you, if you can get enough courage up, you know, share on, share on the meeting and let us know you're there. Or what one trick that I've learned is at, at the second hour I'll take down the numbers of the sponsors even if I don't know this even if I don't need a sponsor and I call people um, just to talk just to just to have people to talk to that I know are sponsors that I know are recovered so little bit tricks of the trade there but thank you so much for everything and have a wonderful day I pass. Thank you, Elise N. And now Chris W. can share, and then we'll open it up for more more people. Good morning, everyone. This is Chris W., Chris with a K from Nashville, Tennessee. And um, the part that says, our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world, height of compulsive overeating, defeated overeaters will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on, and they will approach still others, sick ones, and fellowships of OA may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. Might as well read the whole thing. Um, and I have just, you know, I realized I'm marching on. I rose to my feet and marching on and um to do everything I can to protect my recovery. And it's just beautiful. I, I've struggled off and on thinking that if other, everyone else is recovered, then I can be recovered. And if someone goes back out, then I have to follow them. And I know it's a disease of the mind because it doesn't make sense, but I, I have to get another sponsor myself because mine just picked up and 
Um, and I saw the signs and mentioned some of them to her and, and still it happened. And I've had several people I've sponsored. Some have gone back out, some have come back and, and are successful and doing everything that they need to do. Um, but I'm just very aware of how fragile this recovery can be. And I've, I've not been as, um, willing or able to not able i've not been as willing to reach out and make my own outreach calls because i've been getting so many calls and that's a danger sign but i guess just seeing that my sponsor you know went back and that's some of the things that was going on then it really is a fragile thing that i got to protect more and it's not just ideas it's i need to do the action and I don't want my sponsees to have to go get another sponsor. And I used to think that this, I never heard anyone except myself when I picked up and got back in the food, but that's absolutely not true. So um, with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris W. Okay, so we are on the um, second pair, oh, sorry. <laughs> started the timer on myself. Okay, we're on the second paragraph on page 153. Our hope is that, reading through that one paragraph, and if you haven't shared on Thursday or Friday, who would like to share? Star one to unmute. This is Larry K. Ken W. A. Jackie A. from Connecticut. Jackie A. Toby W. Sonia S. from Pennsylvania. Toby I'm sorry, was it Sonia or Tonya? More Z. Sonia. Craig, Craig, yes. Okay, okay, let me say, I got you, Maura Z. I got you, Maura. Let me just tell you who I got. Um, I have Larry K, Ken WH, Jackie, um, I missed your initial, Toby K, Sonia from Pennsylvania, I think, Maura Z, and there was one other person I missed. Rona D. Toby W. So there's a Toby, Toby W. And, and a Toby K. Marion okay, H. I'm sorry. Marion H. Okay. Um, let's stop there. And who was it that begins with an R? I'm sorry. I missed someone in there. Are there two Tobys? I thought it was Toby K, and is it Toby W also? Yes, there's two Tobys. Okay, well, awesome. Okay, so let's just go with this lineup. Larry K, Ken WH, Jackie, Toby K, Sonia, Maura Z, someone with an R, Toby W, and Marion H. Go ahead, Larry. Uh, thanks so much, Katie, for your service. Uh, this is Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Chicago. When I read about the chip of the book, um, yeah, the book was chipped. Um, you know, my first exposure to um, to the big book, really, within, with any depth, I should say, was in AA. And, um, and, and, and I also was exposed to it in OA a bit. Although there was, you know, there was other approved literature that was helpful too. But going into the AA meetings, uh, the book was chipped. It was dirty. It was ripped up. There was there, there was plenty of books available, 
when I would go to this meeting in Naperville, Illinois, and um, and not many people were, uh, they had them lined up, and they were just blue and uh, hardcover, and, um, and and nobody was, was really grabbing them <laughs> off the shelf. They were dirty, they were, you know, perhaps overused over the years. Um, who is to know, really, like, that, that, that these books held some divine, divinely inspired directions a blueprint for a way of life that could absolutely transform us. Who, who was to, I, I didn't think that. I did, and I'm, I'm not kidding you guys, I did see the book used as a doorstop. Um, uh, it, it served really well in that capacity. So maybe that's kind of um, the value placed on the book. But when I look at the book today, um, I, I see a book that absolutely it gives us these directions. It's, uh, it's, um, uh, we, we, we continue to learn. We get on a meeting like this where we learn, you know, sentence by sentence. We get interpretations of, of paragraph by paragraph. And it's a beautiful thing because I, I, I continually learn new things about this book. It ways to, uh, to become more comfortably aligned with my higher power, to live a life of integrity today not perfect integrity, that's not possible, but, a, but, a, but a, a certain, something more closely aligned and congruent with what God intends for me. And I, and I get a sense as to what God intends for me, this God of grace and mercy and love and empathy and discipline too. Yes, that indeed, discipline as well. You know, so to me, the book is, is miraculous. It's miraculous. It brings us into a way of life that's, that can be extraordinary. It's not nirvana, but it brings us to an extraordinary life where we can associate with fellows. We can stop compulsively overeating. We can live a life where we're not absolutely exhausted by this disease, and we could be usefully whole to other people. We can be of maximum service to other people. That's an extraordinary deal. I hope I never lose um, an understanding of the importance of this text. I hope it's around for hundreds and hundreds of years. With that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Okay, now we'll have Ken WH, followed by Jackie. Thank you, Katie. This is Ken WH, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. <clears throat> I uh, got stuck on the word chip, <laughs> as others have, and it just jumped me into a uh, kind of a maybe a strange line of thought i think bill was incredibly prophetic little knowing that that little chip of a book <laughs> would become the resource for millions and um i think of computer chips that that little tiny chip in your iphone <laughs> has all close to all the information you could ever hope to have, uh, probably a whole lot more than we need. But nonetheless, um, that little chip is just loaded. Well, this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the little chip of a book, is just packed full of everything that I have needed <clears throat> for recovery. And it took a long time for me to get all the way into it and start to mine all, <clears throat> all the incredible information that's there to, to help me to stay absent one day at a time. Um, it's a special book. Um, 
it is a uh, an incredible uh, device, if you will, for my re- uh, important part of my recovery. And it's not Watson. <laughs> there is another book, or I believe there's another book that's Watson. In other words, it knows everything. Uh, and yet this book is a der- derivative of it. It is a chip. It's a part of it. Uh, it is just loaded, chock full. Don't let it slip away. And I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Ken. Okay, um, now we'll have Jackie. I think it was F, Hi. I'm not sure. Oh, followed by Toby K. Go ahead. Can you hear me, everybody? I can. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to make this quick. Um, I greatly, greatly Jackie A. from Connecticut. Um, I I greatly appreciate just being here today. It's been a very long time since I've been able to go on the meeting, and I have headphones in, thank God. Um, I'm in Maine today, and I'm traveling, and I I had to surrender my will and call my sponsor this morning because I don't want to get sick. So there's a couple of things I don't want to get sick from from life, and one of them is definitely from um, taking my will back and going hiking in the rain, which would make me sick. I have Raynaud's, that's a disease I have, and I have compulsive eating, and I'm an addict. So every day I need medicine, every day I need God's protection, and every single day I know that um, this disease will kick my ass and backwards. Um, and I don't I don't need a mountain or slippery rocks or um, or pride to tell me that. So today I'm just, I'm really looking forward to actually like sitting down doing um, writing on my six and seven step. I, I need to really just understand that um, I put on a very false face to the earth sometimes and um, I'm very gluttonous underneath a lot of generosity. I'm very, um, how would I say, ambitious and controlling around a lot of what I try to do in life to help others because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to know how the day is going to go. It makes me feel good to know that people around me care back for me. And um, and I have to really turn that over. And I have to turn that over as well as to not be such a people pleaser because the shame part about me wants to feel like um, it's the opposite of the exercise bulimia. It's the opposite of the laughing. It's just like I don't have to get rid of who I am anymore. I just have to show who I am. And that means being vulnerable with people, and that means knowing my limits and actually finding what those are. And so I just look forward to hearing more of the shares. I look forward to um, hearing how more people live in the solution and how more people also understand um, where they really do need help and where they really do feel uncomfortable and vulnerable, and they don't turn to food or getting rid of the food to take care of that. And with that, I pass. I'm just really grateful to hearing everybody and some some dear old friends on the line and um, and just new new voices, new voices in recovery. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jackie. Great to hear you. Okay, Toby K, you're up, followed by Sonia. Toby K, star yeah, one. Hi. Thank you. Okay, hi, there you Toby are. Toby K. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, I haven't been on this meeting that much. My husband had um, surgery, and he's very limited in what he could do, so I need to do a lot of things for him 
and um you know i i you know it's so it's so funny somebody related to chip as a, a, a chip in a phone but i related as a, a, a potato chip uh even though potato chip is small i just, i just thought it was just very small um but it could do a lot of damage um especially if you know one leads to another and um I was just thinking that, you know, I I haven't been making uh, many calls, but I I need to put myself out there that um, I'm having trouble with my program because I'm so involved uh, in my husband's care. And, uh, you know, I don't want it to slip away. It, it's already getting um, weak. Um, so, and... Last night, I decided to call someone, which is not so uh, common for me. But even when I called somebody, I didn't listen that much to her. I was listening to myself, um, self-pitying myself, you know, poor me, poor me, um, poor me a drink. I, I was still so into myself. I wasn't into the to the fellowship, into giving. I was just into self-pity. And um, I really appreciate this meeting because it really shows me how to get out, get out of myself. There are other people in out there, uh, not just me, who need the meeting and who need, who need the fellowship. And, you know, but being fellowship, like, being a fellow, not being uh, so um, self, uh, self-introverted that I can't hear other people's pain and problems and suffering. Uh, so thank you so much for letting me share. I appreciate this meeting so much. I pass. Thank you so much, Toby. And Sonia, you're up, followed by Maura Z. Good morning. This is Sonia S. from Pennsylvania. I love children's books, and I'm a teacher. But I, uh, 17 years ago in AA, learned about the big book. And now, thank you, God, I'm in OA. And what really spoke to me here in this passage is um, the word defeated, seize up, and then find a way out. Um, I became willing and defeated nine days ago. Um, and I seized this program by, um, one, I had a higher power, but working with a sponsor, doing a meeting a day, making phone calls, an old timer in OA suggested that I choose three women to text every day that know what's going on in my life. And I'm doing that. I'm taking good orderly direction, God. Um, and this place, OA, has become um, a place of recovery and a true refuge for me while I'm going through chemotherapy. And that's all I'd like to share. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Sonia. Maura Z, you're up, followed by Toby W. Maura, star one.
Maura Z, star one. Okay, let's go with Maura, I mean, Toby W. Good morning. This is Toby W. from the Boston area. Um, reading, listening to this uh, paragraph and thinking about a, um, a dinner party I went to last night, and um, <clears throat> there were some people talking about how LSD can help alcoholism. And <clears throat> I wasn't close enough to the person to talk about it any further, but I overheard that and I chuckled to myself because I thought about the big book. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I recently, um, two nights ago, did a fifth step, as I've done many times before, but Somehow or other, this one was different. Um, and the freedom that I feel as a result. And the reason why it's different is as I reread the big book with a group, I heard things <laughs> that I never heard before. And I've been in OA since 1978. And I remember the first time reading the big book and thinking about my ex-husband, and that's why he needed to read it. <laughs> took me a long while to see how I <clears throat> eat like Bob, uh, like Bill dr uh, drank, and feel like Bill felt, and acted like Bill acted. And I am so grateful for this book. I it is is a it is a treasure, and it's more than a chip. <laughs> It's a great big book, and I'm so grateful, and I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Toby W. And Maura Z, are you back with us? Okay, um, there was someone whose name began with an R, Rowan, or something I, I did not get. Are you available to share? Otherwise, we'll go on to Marion H. So it could have been Bruna? Maybe so. Go ahead. Thank okay, you. so my name is Bruna. If you said your name earlier, so yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, I did, um, for your service. Really appreciate it. And for me, the chip, I'm seeing that in relation to the connection with Tide, like a, a boat metaphor so this chip of a boat going out into the tide of alcoholism. And yeah, I see the humility of it. You know, this this is what they could do. You know, this conversation that happened, picking up the phone, Bill and Bob, how that meeting happened, this chip of a book. I see their humility in it because I can have these great expectations of a big ocean liner and how it's going to change the world and, you know, everything. I'll get famous and everybody will be changed. But you know, here they are, the simplicity of here's this, this is what we have, you know, offering it humbly and simply, you know, what's God's will, you know, and, and I'm just reminded of, of something I'm working on myself that, you know, I, I want the room to be full with lots of people and, you know, sure, won't everybody think well of me because of that? No, that's not it. God's will. What would you have me do? You know, show up and see if I can be of service and if three or four people turn up, that's great. You know, God's will be done. 
so yeah, I, I just hear the humility. I see the the connection. They're seeking and striving to do God's will. And you know, isn't it amazing? The chip of of the book reached across to the Atlantic, reached you know to all of all of us. I'm in Northern Ireland. You know, there's so many of us all over the world, and and I'm grateful to be here. Grateful for the the service that means that I can listen to the recordings. I can connect with all of you. So. Thanks for hearing me. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you so much. Okay, Marion H., you're up. Hi, good morning. It's Marion H., can I be heard? Yes. Um, my name is Marion H., I'm from Florida, and I'm so, so grateful to this meeting and for all the services that are being done is my lifeline, and I'm a recovering compulsive eater, and I'm so grateful for my sponsor and for my recovery and for God, and I've been in the rooms for 48 years, and I now have net neutrality with food for today only, and I'm so, so grateful to my God for that and to this most wonderful program, and thank you all of you for for sharing and for being there, and God bless all of you, and I will pass. Thank you so much, um, Miriam H. in Florida. Okay, um, we have time for two more shares. I will give a shout-out to Maura Z if she's gotten back on the line. Um, otherwise, who would like to share on the second paragraph on page 153, our hope? to that one paragraph. Craig F. Karen, I hear you earlier. Craig F. and Morizy. And Mora. Okay, let's go with um, Craig F. followed by Mora Z. All right. This is Craig F. recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Actually, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And uh, thank you. Um, the uh, thing, couple of things that I think caught in this paragraph. One, I, I think sometimes we forget how fortunate we are, you know, that um, for millennia, you know, thousands of years before this book was launched, uh, neither alcoholics nor compulsive overeaters had a haven. You know, the only haven alcoholics had was back to the bar where their problems began, uh, you know, back to the tavern or the pub or whatever it was that they, you know, uh, back to the bottle. Because their haven wasn't in church. They're, you know, they, they were simply told they're quit drinking. You know, uh, nobody understood this problem. And so, uh, and for compulsive overeaters, certainly there's been no haven other than back in the food uh, prior to, uh, uh, to Overeaters Anonymous. And what a short time span in history that this has been available as our haven. And, and the other thing I, I notice here is that uh, in, in Bill's mindset, he's saying that the, ba- he, the book will be the basis of the growth of the fellowship, uh, not the fellowship to be the basis of the growth of the distribution of the book. In, in other words, uh, you, you know, we have to we have to build on a strong foundation, and the strong foundation is this instruction book that tells us how to recover. It tells us how to do the steps, and and the the basis of the of, of recovery isn't 
that we go out and collect a big fellowship first and, and then maybe try to publish some literature. It's that we base our organization, our growth, on the steps, on the recovery that's offered in in the book, and that the book is the foundation. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Okay, Marzi, go ahead. Good morning, Katie. This is Marzi. May I be heard? I'm sorry to ask that question. You may be heard. Thank you. My phone decided to glitch earlier. My apologies. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, and it is a tide, it's a great tide, it's a freaking tsunami of compulsive overeaters and gamblers and sex addicts and alcoholics, and I'm so grateful that this chip of a book made its way into the rooms of OA because this book saved my freaking life. It has everything I need in it to tell me how to get through every situation in my life. Um, the, the steps are the blueprint and, they, and divinely inspired. I completely, truly believe that, that God was holding the pen um, as Bill wrote this book. Um, and God was in the room when the hundred of them were working on it and perfecting it and putting it out there for us. I'm so grateful that they did that. They will approach still other sick ones and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet. Havens for those who must find a way out. I must find a way out. Each of us must find a way out. And thankfully, this book led to groups of twos and threes and fives and 100 people at a meeting where the instructions can be read and shared. And each of us can share how we implemented those steps in our lives and how they helped us and how they provided us with sanity after the insanity of this disease is alive and well in me. I am so grateful for this ship of a book and and all that it has brought into my life ever since I first knew of it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Maura. Okay, so we will go ahead and close our meeting this morning. Um, we will close with the reading. Wait a minute. Just for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,616. That's 20616. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Chris G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, yes. Thank you. I will. Uh, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. 
This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.